Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to The World in 10, the Times of London's unique take on world events every day. I'm Alex Dibble. And I'm Sonal Patel. Britain is considering buying a fleet of spy balloons. The UK admits its latest crackdown on migrants pushes the boundaries of international law. And the story of an old-school heist worthy of Hollywood now has an ending. Spy balloons are back. Uh, The Times has an article today, and this is the top line. Britain is considering buying a fleet of spy balloons that can fly at high altitudes over hostile states. It is said uh, that this renewed interest in the technology is because of everything that happened with the Chinese spy balloons over the US. The British government signed a research deal with an American company called Sierra Nevada Corporation back in autumn or fall for our North American cousins. Um, They held test flights for these stratospheric uncrewed air systems or Balloons, as we like to call them. Now we have confirmation there is interest in buying these spy balloons. And the Times defence correspondent George Grills is the one with this story today. And we spoke to him earlier and he told us that many world superpowers now, despite the fact that spy balloons are pretty old school, they think that they could actually be the future. Well, the UK has invested £100 million in something called Project Ether, which is basically to start developing this technology. I mean, they, they have a few advantages when you consider them that there's the sort of technologies they're competing against to things like drones and uh, satellites. But, uh, for example, on drones, the, the longest that a drone can sort of fly above a site is about 30 hours, uh, whereas a, a spy balloon, they're testing them to loiter for 60 days. So you really see that it, it has the sort of length to be able to really gather information over a long time. And also that they move slowly, which which paradoxically is an advantage because radar tends to pick up objects that that move um, at speed. China is, of course, ahead of the game on this um, because the US, when everything happened last month, said that China was spying on 40 countries in five continents. Staying on the subject of global military movements, the Times has seen confidential EU papers suggesting Uh, the immediate supply of ammunitions to Ukraine. So it's creating a a, a kind of central funding pot for defence. Britain, though, has long-term concerns about it. It's not in the EU. It is in NATO, of course. And there's more on this story, um, which is fascinating, on the Times website now. British government has done something very unusual today. It has held up its hands and said, look, we may be acting unlawfully. And the reason why it said that is because of a new bill that is 
essentially a crackdown on illegal immigration. More than 45,000 people crossed the channel from France to the UK last year. That's pretty much a 60% rise. Um, And it's something the Prime Minister himself has promised to stop. But the government has admitted that this new bill pushes the boundaries of international law. The political editor of The Times is Stephen Swinford, and he explains why that's the case. The Home Secretary will be placed under a legal duty to remove migrants. There'll be a lifetime ban on them returning to the UK. And then there'll be an, also an overall cap on the number of refugees. Now, the government is effectively admitting that this may be unlawful. It's having to make a formal declaration uh, under the Human Rights Act, a statement which effectively says this may not be compliant with the European Convention on Human Rights. We think it is, but it may not be. And that means you can bet your bottom dollar there will be a legal challenge. This will go to the courts. Stephen Swinford there mentioned the legal duty that the Home Secretary will be under to deport migrants arriving illegally. And the thing is, that legal duty is going to take precedence over the asylum seekers' human rights. And that is why all these legal problems are being anticipated. So the reason the government is doing this is because previous strategies to deter people from coming over to Britain haven't really worked. Matt Coker runs fishing trips in the Channel. He says people traffickers have become much more efficient, even when compared to a couple of years ago. Heard of someone coming across or trying to come across in an inflatable child swimming pool. So it was it was very haphazard. But I mean, in the last few years, it's become a well-oiled machine. And all the dinghies coming across now, they're large, sort of six to ten metre dinghies, purpose-built to bring people for one journey across the channel. So there's normally about sort of 40 or 50 people on board as opposed to, you know, sort of sometimes between four and ten, like when it first started. Now, in super quick time, we're going to rattle you through some of the other stories dominating headlines globally and indeed on the Times website. And Sonal, you have the first. Yeah, to France first, where most of the country is on strike again. So fuel deliveries have been blocked, trains have been cancelled, schools closed. There's panic at the gas stations where people are trying to fill up their cars. Um, And it's all over raising the pension age from 62 to 64, so two years. There have been some disturbances in Nantes and Lyon with police using tear gas and water cannon. Our next story takes us to Vanuatu in the South Pacific. They have declared a state of emergency after experiencing one earthquake and two cyclones. Thankfully, there have been no reports of any deaths. Now, part of Vanuatu is Tana Island, which is home to the Kasten tribe, and they were the ones that revered Prince Philip before he died. They thought he was one of them. Uh, Bernard Lagan, the Times Australia correspondent, can explain more. For years, a group of islands, numbering in their thousands in the 1970s, did worship Prince Philip. They believed that he was born on the island and uh, went to the UK, met his wife, who was to become queen, and that one day he might return to the island. And finally, good news for this animal. Hand on heart, Alex. I have never, ever heard a panda uh, (laughs) until now. This sounds different to how I'd imagine. Anyway, to the story itself, the Chinese say they're confident we could see more uh, giant pandas. They were giant pandas in the wild. Numbers had dwindled, but the Chinese have an incredible breeding programme. So in the last 35 years, they've gone from 18 pandas in captivity to 237. Um, Giant pandas, you can get paid for 
cuddling giant pandas as well, which is a great job. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It is indeed. And another person with a great job, and this is, we promise, a link we did not plan, is David Attenborough. And he has a new show. The 96-year-old is going to be giving the British Isles the planet Earth treatment. It's going to be called Wild Isles on the BBC and it's thought potentially because of his age it could be the last time he's actually filming something on location. to floor 11 the heartbeat of the times and with Gemma Fox from the foreign desk who can tell us a little bit about a fascinating piece you've got online at the moment yeah it's a really interesting read actually on what has been described as the most brazen wine heists in history it happened in 2021 in Caceres in Spain a former Mexican beauty queen and her partner checked into a Michelin star hotel they sit down for the 14 course tasting menu and it all started to get a little bit suspicious about 2 in the morning they called down and after having this fantastic meal they called down and said they wanted a salad and within 3 hours managed to sneak out with 45 bottles of wine this is top tier stuff worth about 1.6 million euros of rare vintages smuggled out in their backpack with towels to stop it clinking they've now been sentenced to four years and told to pay damages but we still don't know what happened to the wine did they sell it or did they drink it The latest sport to be dealing with a racism scandal, I know in the last few years we've had um, football and also the NFL, of course, very high profile, um, is cricket. And a rare public hearing has been taking place into allegations that have really engulfed the English game. That hearing is ending today. But um, what I'd love to do is point you in the direction of the Times' chief cricket correspondent, who's actually former England captain himself, Mike Atherton. He has sat through this hearing uh, where some of his former teammates have been accused. And they're fantastic articles. And if you want to read any of these, get a Times digital subscription. It's well worth it. That's it for The World in 10 today. See you tomorrow. 